Welcome to the PowerShell News Podcast. I'm your host, Haja Dalwal. I'm the co-host, Mick Pletcher. All right, Mick. So this, things are going moving along here at PowerShell Summit 2022 in Valley, Washington. And, uh, you know, we have been doing some uh, a bunch of interviews with amazing folks and stuff like that. And today we have another great, uh, you know, individual here, um, Jay Adams from System Frontier, who's also the platinum sponsor for PowerShell Summit 2022. Welcome, Jay. Hey, glad to be here. All right. So just tell our, you know, listeners and, uh, you know, uh, a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, where you're from, what you do, uh, kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. So I've uh, been a sysadmin in MIT for 25 plus years, uh, all the way from, you know, help desk, walking around, unplugging nicks and everything to uh, engineer, architect level, and also information security. Uh, tons of uh, automation scripting from back in the days with batch files to a whole lot of work in the script days, nobody wants to talk about that. Uh, and then of course PowerShell. Uh, started my own company back in 2012 to start building um, automation and security tools so that people could um, you know, secure the networks and do automation like um, a, a lot easier, a lot simpler than a lot of the alternatives out there. Um, and especially back in the days, uh, Microsoft and a lot of companies weren't doing a lot of role-based access control. And so I kind of built a lot of solutions to kind of fill that gap, uh, which you know, that's changed. Uh, the landscape in that area has changed a lot over the years. So. Yeah. So what exactly is your product or your solution? Yeah. yeah so System Frontier, you can look at it like um, role-based access control for like PowerShell remote management. Um, it's, it creates a simple way for uh, admins to take their PowerShell scripts and really uh, any other scripts we support, you know, Python, uh, Bashful, any, any kind of script language, to take those scripts and then automatically build a web GUI in front of it that you can then delegate out to like tier one or tier two support teams so that they can do their jobs, resolve issues, but without having to have admin rights. Oh, okay. So it does create a web GUI for that. Yeah. So you access it that way. Okay. Yeah. And you don't have to write any HTML or des- you don't have to design the GUI, like actually code it. System Frontier builds the GUI for you so you can focus right. on the script code. So the promise is no admin rights. Right. Basically. Mm-hmm. And and secure, yeah. So you limit, you know, pass the hash, you know, attacks and all exactly. those kind of things, right? Yeah. So how's this different than, you know, what Microsoft does about, uh, you know, JIT and JIA, yeah. you know, uh, so, like, GIA and those solutions are great for what they do, and especially for uh, actual admins. So you set up, you know, constrained endpoints, and you limit access to commandlets and things like that. Uh, but you're in the shell most of the time, or all the time, and you're config, you know, making changes to config files and whatnot. Stuff, you know, fine for sysadmins. But when you get into, like, help desk technicians or even application business folks, if you want to be able to give them the ability to do some some admin level things and still limit it like the constrained delegation, uh, you don't necessarily want to put them in a shell. They don't want to be in a shell. Right. So if you can give them a simple GUI to do what they need to do so that they can, you know, query some information, resolve you know, an issue without having to escalate it to your team or give them access directly to a script uh, or them have to learn how to code or anything like that. That's kind of the gap that our product builds. Oh, amazing. Okay. Is your product interactive? Yeah, so the it's not like an interactive shell, but so an end user would pull up the, the web interface, 
they see a list of things that they can do and only the things that they can do because it's all role-based. And then, uh, like, they run a tool, they'll be presented with a GUI where they can, you know, may fill in some information, drop down boxes, check boxes, whatever. And then when they run it, all that information gets passed to the backend script that the admin wrote that does the action on their behalf under the security context of some alternate credentials. Okay. So you can think of it like a proxy server for admin rights. Can you give us an example of something like an end user who's given uh, our bag uh, and then using your tool that some common things that have, they've been able to do, like uh, tasks and stuff like that? Yeah. Just to give an idea to people, like, you know, because we always think from a admin mindset, right, about doing all the big things, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So even just from, like, an end-user perspective, you have a user who can't get to um, a website. Uh, they can't get to, you know, some, some someplace on the Internet. So they'll put in a ticket uh, or call the help desk, say, hey, I can't get to this website. It's being blocked. Why is it blocked? This person may have some, you know, some steps already that they would go through to try to troubleshoot that, figure it out. Uh, maybe it ends up being a firewall rule or uh, a proxy rule or something like that that's blocking. Then they have to escalate to the team that manages that. Right. Uh, each of these teams are going to have different um, SLAs and, you know, it might take a long time. So um, you could have a tool, uh, a script that goes out and checks those rules to see if that person's in a group or something like that that blocks them. And then instead of the user having to go through all these steps, you could make that tool available to the user and so they say, hey, I can't get to this site. I know that I can go click this this button on this web page, and it'll tell me why. I or, see. And I if see. it says, okay, you're being blocked because you're not in the XYZ group, here, click this button to submit a request to get added. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that way they, they can actually get information to solve an issue faster without having to jump through all the, the chain of command, if you will. Right. Oh, that's fascinating. So your your tool could actually go as far as even to the uh, administrator level um, in task and where you could have use the glass break rule in the event that it's not enough to do it, mm -hmm. what they need to do. Then they can do the glass break rule at that point. Yeah. And uh, when you look at like admin level or junior admins help desk, you know, even things like um, like uh, restarting a service on a, on a server. Right, you can give somebody access with our product to where when they log in, all they see are the services that they can manage. Okay. So you don't have to give them, you know, put them in local admins or domain admins. They've got, you know, the keys to the kingdom just so they can manage a few pieces. You know, we give you uh, the ability to give them the key just to manage the pieces that they should okay. touch. And the nice thing about that is, uh, you, you number one get rid of RDP, which as we know is can be a huge thing, uh, where you have RDP available only for the glass break scenario. And then, uh, and, and so they aren't having to log in. And you also mitigate the fact that we still have a lot of people out there that don't know PowerShell. Right. And you can have it so they have a user interface to actually run the scripts that they need to run. Yeah. I think the way I look at it is also enabling the end user, you know, or any user to basically do stuff. Uh, without, you know, limiting help desk calls and stuff like that. The self-service. Yes. Kind of like self-service, yeah. Yeah, yeah self-service is a thing. And even what a lot of sysadmins, when they look at the product, don't think about is uh, themselves. Like, when I use the product, you know, um, once I've automated something, make sure it's working fine, mm -hmm. turn it into a tool. Now, next time I need to do that, it's way, I just click the button, it's done. So that, that frees me up to focus on the next script I'm going to write or the next automation issue that I'm going to resolve. Right, right. And so as I package these things up, 
you know, me and my team, the sys admins, we're going to use those tools as well. Exactly. And, and also make, because you've got it packaged up in this, this standardized tool, everything's consistent. Mm-hmm. It's repeatable. You don't have to worry about if somebody else making a mistake. I could be gone on vacation. I know anybody on my team can do the same processes, right. and it's going to be done the exact way I would have done it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so is this tool, like, uh, you know, or, or this product, uh, if a company A buys it from you, is it, you know, the standard, or is it, like, custom-made for them, or is it, you know, from customer A to customer B? To- so, no, it's a, it's a standard, you know, packaged product. But the, the beauty of the custom tools functionality we have is uh, it's, it can be PowerShell or any scripting language you, you want, so you can completely it. customize it for your environment. Right. Nice. Yeah. nice. So it can, be, it can have multiple um, scripting languages then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can even you can get really complex with it on the back end, but still simplify on the front end for on the, the front user. End. So you can have a tool that maybe the main part of it is PowerShell, but maybe it, there's a drop-down that grabs some information from you know, an Oracle database in some other domain. Yeah. But to do that, you've got to have a different set of credentials, and the script that pulls that data is written in Python. Oh, okay. Or maybe there's, uh, it also needs to grab some information from a switch somewhere over SSH using, you know, shell script. Okay. You can integrate all those things into that one interface, and the user has no idea all these different scripting technologies and right. protocols are used on the back end. So, it's interesting because actually uh, one of the developers and I have been working because he uses Python and obviously I use PowerShell mm-hmm. and we've been working on um, automating a lot of stuff. So I'm definitely going to get back to uh, Nashville. I'm going to definitely mention it yeah, to them. Awesome. Um, so how did we come up with this concept? I mean, so you're working as a designer somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And so many nights up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning on call getting paged to you know, check on a service that's down or it's actually still up yeah. or to, you know, resolve a DNS issue or, you know, all these different things. And so you, you quickly figure out, okay, how can I automate this so I don't have to wake up tomorrow at 3 a.m., right? And so you start building scripts and things to do that. But then the problem is, okay, how can I have the help desk be able to do this without having to call me or my team? Right. Right. And so I can give them the script. And yeah, that would work, but then one, they have to have the rights on the target system that whatever the problem is on. Exactly. Uh, then you know they have to know if there's any switches or anything for the script. They have to know how to, what the syntax is. Uh, if they've got the rights and the script, they can add the script, do something malicious. Hopefully they won't, but they have the ability to do so. Right. Um, so okay, so I started building solutions internally to give them you know a web interface so that it can really kind of. Um, you know, contain everything to make it really easy for them to do without messing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it, those types of scenarios is, is really where the product was, you know, born uh, years and years ago. And, uh, you know, I started working on Sister Frontier back in late 2010. Okay. And uh, like I said, uh, started the company in 2012. We got our first customer uh, late 2012 and then yeah, been going ever since then. Ever since then, awesome. Yeah. It's ten years now. Yeah, ten Amazing. years. Amazing. <laughs> That's great. And, and the ironic thing is, uh, Jay and I already know each other well because we both used to run the Nashville PowerShell oh, group yes. together. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's great. So, and you've been sponsoring 
PowerShell Summit for a bunch of years too. Well, this, or actually, this is our second year doing PowerShell Summit. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, but we sponsor a lot of other, you know, like PowerShell Saturdays, SQL Saturdays, some other I different see. MMS, some different events like that. So, okay, okay, okay. Uh, All right. So, so I, I thought you were you had been uh, with this uh, group for a while. So yeah, yeah we, we've been great. sponsors and part of the PowerShell community, different you know uh, okay. events for for several years. So. Excellent. And uh, and you know how, how do you how how are you finding it? Uh, you know the PowerShell Summit interactions that you're having. Are you getting conversations with attendees and they're they're, they're talking about your tools and yeah, uh, feedback like has been great. I mean, excellent. A lot of people who you know once they kind of because to be completely transparent, we don't do a great job of, of marketing on the site. Right. But once people actually sit down, look at the product, see what it can do, you know, the light bulb starts. They get excited. Off. Yeah. Yeah. And like this is, you know, and I can't tell you how many times I hear somebody say, "This is exactly what we've been looking for." Or I've been working on something kind of like this, but it's just there's so much work involved. Yeah, so this will make it so much easier. And so we hear things like that at the conference has been great. Uh, yeah. You know, I did a demo yesterday that bombed like multiple times. Uh, <laughs> it'll be immortalized on YouTube not too many months from now, which is awesome. But <laughs> everybody was super cool, patient. I was able to get through it and show the functionality of the. We just you know, announced the brand new 2.0 version of System Frontier during that okay. uh, talk yesterday. And uh, people love the new interface and the features that it has. You know, we can't wait to. to are, get there, are there some things that you know um, uh, the, the folks you have been demoing, or they, they, they come up to you and they're like, "Hey, I, I love your, your stuff, but you know, could it do this that you haven't implemented yet, or could you know, I like this other piece of it?" Yeah. So is that something that you would you would take into account and oh, yeah. try to move that up? Yeah, a lot of our development comes from customer feedback. I mean, we've got a clear vision of. The, the you know, company direction and the product direction, mm -hmm. and then we take customer feedback seriously because I mean, if we're not building something that customers want, what's the purpose? Right, right. exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we get like I had a couple of people yesterday asking about you know, does it can't do multi-factor authentication? Mm -hmm. um, you know, is there customer reporting? You know, all those types of things. Both of like in both of those cases, it's already on the product roadmap. Okay, uh, but there's other times uh, somebody a guy had something simple like well. You know, it'd be really cool if we could change like the color scheme on the tool. Oh. You know, so like, it, like in the case of like a government example, maybe if something's top secret that they're doing through this form, like red, yeah, something like red or whatever. You know, things right. like that. And I was like, well, that, that really makes sense. That'd be a yeah. simple feature to implement, and it makes sense for other customers for sure. Yeah. And what about like custom logos and things like that? That's probably already built in. Yeah, we already support uh, branding, stuff, branding yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's super. Yeah, it's super. Easy. Yeah, that's usually. Uh, you know, important when you want to, for, for regular end users, you know, because then they're like, is this legit? Is this not? Am I in the right place? Yeah. You know, am I using the right tools? Yeah. And that, that's another thing about, you know, so you can do the custom branding already, but then that, that having those different styles and looks would be cool because a lot of times you've already got a certain look and feel for your existing products yeah. in the company, like in-house stuff. So if we can make System Frontier kind of match that, and like you said, that's going to, um, Cause you know more trust with the end user. Right. Right. So. Excellent. That's good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's going well for you. Everything's good. Yeah. yeah. You're having a good time. Yeah. Well, so far, man. Good feedback. Yeah. This yeah. is. Uh, I'm sure you got a lot of lot to take away from here. Yeah. I mean, the, the PowerShell community is awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's for me this is like the most social interaction I get to have with other, <laughs> with other geeks so I love being in an event especially in person and being able to just sit around and bounce ideas and and learn what other people are doing with PowerShell. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
So and um, going forward, so you'll be back next year. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, right. Back next year, also back. Uh, uh, so we're based out of around Nashville, Tennessee. So the next summit in December is going to be back around us. So the we'll Augustian Summit. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I believe Mick and I are going to be there as well. So yeah. and then uh, we're also going to be at the uh, um, PowerShell on the River in Chattanooga. Yeah, we're sponsoring that too. So we'll be yeah. there definitely. So in Nashville, I think we're going to crash and mix a new place for barbecue and. I think that's the plan. I, nobody said it before, but I think that's we'll the plan. We'll make it happen. We have a choice. I'm bringing some brisket. Yeah, there, you there you go. <laughs> we'll piss off his neighbors. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is good. This is awesome. Is there anything you want to share? Uh, so you're heading to uh, Europe. You're, you're going to other conferences as well. And Yeah, we're, we're like sponsoring uh, uh, PX Coffee U in June. Mm -hmm. That'll be in Vienna, Austria. So definitely looking forward to that. Excellent. Been Europe before. Uh, but we, we sponsored uh, conferences over there before, but just haven't yeah. had an in-person person. In-person, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So. yeah, it actually really helps to have that in-person, you know, uh, you get that, that, the chemistry is different. Yeah. The, the vibes are different. And, you know, you can step out and you can talk to people, you know, one-on-one -on -one somewhere. And, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it's just pros and cons, right? Everything has its pros and cons. So, yeah. uh, but no, so is there anything else you'd like to, um, um, you know, as a platinum sponsor of, PowerShell Summit 2022. Yeah, I just like to appreciate everybody coming out, uh, attending the conference. Hope they get a lot out of it. Uh, we're, we're proud to be part of the community, also be a sponsor. Yeah. And uh, I'll say to you know a lot of folks that have taken a look at System Frontier, checked out in the past. Uh, you can definitely tell the the current version was built, you know, started being built a long time ago. I would say, hey, take another look at it in a couple months when we have the 2.0 version out. It's uh, it's uh, so 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Much much nicer experience. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things I really like about, uh, you know, your, let's say your branding, you know, it, you, again, you, you hit it, you were very transparent about marketing and all this stuff, but I really like the hashtag that you use, you know, no admin rights. Yeah, no admin And the, the stickers you create and stuff, you know, that's that's what we as admins, you know, we, we keep emphasizing that, right? Trying to drill that in our organizations, right? Like. Don't give admin rights to your users on your Windows machines or stuff like yeah. that. Right? But, oh, you know, I can't install stuff. Yeah, I know, but, you know, yeah. have to find other ways to elevate and, and things like that. So It's an ongoing problem throughout a lot of companies. Yeah, yeah I, I've talked to so many companies, uh, so many groups of people, and the, the thing I'll say most is it's not the technology. It's like whether you use our product or another mm -hmm. product or just, mm -hmm. you know, roll your own. It, it's more about the culture change. Culture change. Because people get used to having a certain level of ability, rights, whatever, yeah. and they don't want to let go because they feel like, well, I won't be able to get it back or I won't be able to do my job. Right. So if you can show them how they can still do their job and then kind of gradually move towards that goal, then, you know, everybody wins and, you know, it's happening yeah, a lot better place and security is going to love you for it. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, one of the things, and like, for instance, where I am, I make sure that when I log into my system, like I've got my system right here. It's always a, a basic um, user, basic yeah. user yeah. that I log in as with no administrative rights at all, even on the local machine. But I'm not going to say I don't miss being an enterprise admins group, you know, 24 seven. So there's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember my, my, my previous days is like, you know, I had lots of access. I mean, it was, um, and then there was, we were looking into like pause and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And uh, and it also like 
switching your Active Directory, you know, into different rings and mm-hmm. systems. Yep. It gets really convoluted and, 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 and challenging, especially when you're trying to use pause systems. So like, so when I log into this machine, am I logging with, you know, the admin credentials, or am I opening a VM first, and, you know, that sort of thing, right? Yeah, there's a lot of complicated scenarios and solutions to get to that. Point. Yeah, you yeah. You can choose complicated, or you can choose mm-hmm. simple. Yeah, and they, you know, and I've seen situations where they have, you know, they have restricted machines, but they, obviously they can't do the th- some of the things. They're like, oh, I can't access the site. Oh, I can't. Then they'll bypass it somehow, and I'm like, okay, you already corrupted your system. It's done. Uh, what's the point of it? You know. So, but anyways, we have had a pleasure, Mick and I, hanging out with you, talking to you. You've been, you're a great guy, and uh, we can't wait to, you know continue the uh, the friendship and uh, the hangouts and uh, we'll be seeing you again and thank you for sponsoring um, and uh, I think we're done right I think so yeah. all right I've been having a blast guys I really appreciate it yeah fantastic all right until next time you know where to find us I'm on Twitter as at Hooch H-O-O-R-G-E and I'm on Twitter also at Mick underscore Pletcher and how, uh, Jay, how do people reach you? What's your Twitter and what's your, yeah. how do you would like people to reach you? So you can find me on Twitter at one scripter, like O-N-E scripter. And then uh, you can check out information about the product at systemfrontier.com. Perfect. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.